conversations with wedding professionals as they share their stories, insights, and tips from inside the wedding industry. We'll chat about how to be authentic and that it's okay not to be perfect or run your business like someone else's Instagram. Let's dive into the privilege it is to serve our clients and discover the talented creatives that make up our community. When we share what we know and who we are, we better serve our couples as a wedding day team, as well as each other. Simply put, be fabo. Now here's your host, Bobby Brinkman. Hey, podcasters, welcome back to the show. I'm super, super excited to have on today, Nicole. She's the owner of a wonderful, wonderful uh, Savannah Man, it is just, I have to say, Favel again, wedding shop. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about all the wonderful things that she does here in Savannah and several other places that I know that she's very popular in. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Tell everybody who you are. Hi, I'm Nicole Mason, newly, uh, newlywed. Um, and yeah, I'm the owner of Ivory and Bow. So we're a bridal shop, wedding planning, and floral design company. And so tell our listeners a little bit about how you got into this lovely wedding industry. Um, Well, I first realized I wanted to work in weddings when I attended my cousin's wedding after college. And um, I just kind of thought her wedding planner was silly and not very good. And I was like, I could do this. This looks awesome. And so I just started to reach out to all the planners pretty much in Savannah until I was able to get a job. Um, part-time I worked at David's Bridal, which introduced me to the industry of wedding dresses. And then, um, through that, there was a shop in Savannah that closed. So the opportunity, uh, just kind of fell into my lap with another, well, now ex-business partner. We were like, let's open a shop. So, uh, started with wedding planning first and then the shop came second and then flowers came kind of shortly after that. So I I just have to ask because in in our industry David's bridal doesn't list way high up there on uh, wedding dress shopping. So <laughs> how how did you know you did not want to be David's bridal? <laughs> it's funny because I actually like David's bridal. Like working there, it was just always so crazy and busy. But it is very stressful and it's a very different environment. Um, you're not working one on one with a bride. So I think in any sort of boutique setting. Uh, it needs to be a little more personal and, you know, our consultants are never working with multiple brides at a time. They always are just focusing on one. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's also really hard to find dresses that are that cheap. So, um, as a boutique, like we, that, those options don't really exist. But are you, aren't you finding though that I, I know I am that in, I've been doing this for 37 years. So obviously I've watched it expand a little bit, but aren't you finding that more and more brides are really looking for services like yours versus what they can get at one of those shops? Yeah, I definitely think that, I mean, it's such a fun time being a bride. So I think having like, I don't know, my girls do a really great job of just like loving on the brides and giving them an experience that is really special where they feel like they are appreciated and they're cared for. I can't tell you how many times we've had brides say how like disappointing it was going elsewhere because they felt like they were a burden to the consultant. Um, and I mean, that's not the kind of experience you would get at our shop. Like we, we want to get to know our brides and, and treat them like they deserve to be treated and celebrate 
the time of being a bride because you don't sound like you're a bride every day. Right. And you, and I think that you definitely, and again, you know, have not been in the shop to do dress, you know, dress putting on or anything like that. But I do have clients that have, you know, used your dresses and your services. So that's one of the things I think that set you apart a little bit is that you're not treating it so much as a sales pitch. You're treating it as an experience that's, you know, it's all part of wedding planning and you're excited to be part of that with them. And I think that's one of the things that set you apart. Oh, thank you. Kudos for that. How many couples, how many of the brides that come in, um, do you say on average, um, go ahead and get you for your planning or floral or both or one or the other? Um, I would say maybe one in every six. I'm like looking at my employees to see what they think. Um, I feel like it's, it's really increased this year. Like I know more and more we're getting, um, more of the girls that will come in are also interested in flowers and planning. Maybe not quite one in six, maybe like one in every 10. I'm not sure. I should probably figure that out. Well, no, I mean, it, it's, it's a good thing because you're, you know, cause you're offering, you know, you, you're offering, offering, you know, to get the, uh, that's good. That's amazing. Sorry. You know, she's on video. So I'm watching her toss a phone back to one of her employees. So this is just, it's just another thing of being a small business owner. You're, you're always juggling eight or nine things. So, so, you know, that, that's, that, that just goes with the territory. So how, how, which, which of the processes is it that you really like the best? Do you kind of like planning the dress part or are you just really all into your floral design? Oh my gosh. I, I just like being involved in all of the pieces, I think. Um, so, I mean, as a small business, like I'm really hands-on with doing like our accounting and our financing and working with an accountant on that. And then like, I love coming up with new and creative ways to advertise and do things on social media. And, um, and then like, I love arranging flowers. That's always really fun when we're getting to style and design and create. Um, when it comes to like wedding dresses, I like to call myself that, that guy, Randy, um, on say yes to the dress. Like I like to be the person that comes in and is like, Oh my goodness, that's amazing. And just kind of help be a support for my consultants. Um, and then of course, like I love planning weddings. A lot of my time is spent doing emails, um, just to organize all the little details. So So I don't know. I wear a lot of hats. I like all of the things which is probably good or else it would be really hard. How big of a staff do you have there now? How many girls or you know, guys or girls do you have working for you? I have three full-time employees. So one is mostly wedding planning. One is mostly flowers. And then one is a sales consultant. And then I have two part-time sales consultants. And then I have one social media advertising assistant. And then a handful of other girls who are just like contract employees who help with wedding day. And how many, how many couples do you see come through there on a, on a day to look for dresses? Um, that's a good question. I can maybe look it up. I know like on the weekends are usually our busiest time. Um, bridal appointments in a month, anywhere from like 20 to 50. Jeez. Give or take. I guess it depends on the month. Like exactly, this is our busy time of year, and then sometimes summer will slow down. Gotcha. So uh, maybe this is a question for your social media, you know, girl there, your uh, manager. Where are the brides finding you? Are are you finding that brides are literally following you? Because you do have a wonderful uh, Instagram feed. So kudos to her for doing a great job at that. 
But are you actually finding brides that are reaching out on Instagram to want to talk to you or come in for an appointment? Yeah, we get a lot of people who find us on Instagram. And it's always really fun when they come in because they're like, I watch you on Instagram. And we're like, oh, we better be extra funny today. <laughs> well, but that's cool. That's, don't you think that's what this generation is looking for? I mean, that's how they contact people. They're not so much going to go to the computer and type in a big email or follow your, even though we all yeah. have wonderful websites. I know I'm booking people right off Instagram and I think it's because we're engaging and people find our personalities. Yeah, I think definitely the people, and I mean, also the people that find us on Instagram are the ones who are, um, they're just more likely to feel like they know us. And so I feel like they connect with us a lot better. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, we do get a lot of business through Instagram. So destination brides coming in, are you seeing a mix of local Savannah area, low country area, and those that are coming in to have weddings there are coming to you as well? So most of our wedding planning clients are destination, so they're not from here. I would say maybe like 75% of our couples that we are planning their weddings are not local. And then for flowers, we do get more local clients. And then for dresses is mostly local brides. Exactly. So exactly so when when you in these in the dresses are you guys seeing trends that you wish would go away or ones that you wish would come back I mean some styles that you're really liking how do you how do you go about deciding you know what brands to carry there or what styles to carry um I spend a lot of time well I try to like ask my girls what they're seeing so like if they're getting a lot of requests for something that we don't have like I know right now um, we really are lacking in plus size dresses in A-line shapes. So uh, bringing in that. And then a lot of it is just kind of like, what fabrics are we missing? So I don't know. Like we, when we first opened, we were super boho and super trendy. Um, now, I mean, the lines we carry are a little more, I don't want to say like mainstream, but they kind of have something for everybody. Um, as far as like styles I would want to go away, I don't know. I just really love wedding dresses a lot. That's really hard. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't really think of anything that I like want to go away other than like, we do have some older samples that, you know, haven't sold as well as others. Right. But, but I also think it's great that you're include they're very inclusive and you have the larger plus sizes. Cause I know that, you know, in, in, in just talking to couples, that's one of the things that they think are lacking, that they can't find shops that have, you know, I'm a bigger girl. So, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, when we can have, you know, sizes and things that we can find. So I think that's great that you're inclusive like that and that you do try to get those in there. So any trade shows, trunk shows, do you do all those kinds of things? Oh, we do all the things. Um, we have a, well, we just picked up a new line. Uh, that we will have a trunk show with March 4th through 18th, just to kind of start, uh, kickstart the collection. Um, but occasionally we do have trunk shows and then we have sample sales every now and then uh, just to sell some of like the styles off the floor. So, and, and tell the listeners a little bit that she has just recently moved to a wonderful new location. So bigger, better, you love it. Everything's under one roof now that you do there. Yeah, we are... Our previous location was half the size. So when we were doing flowers, we were literally doing flowers in the middle of the floor um, where a bride would normally be standing and trying on her dress. So now we have a separate flower workshop space, which is really nice. We're able to keep the shop clean and keep all the flowers uh, tucked away. 
That's cool. So how many, how far in advance, let's talk about each category a little bit. How far in advance do brides need to contact you for dresses to have it ready to go for their wedding, wedding planning, and then if they want you to be their florist? Uh, for dresses, to not be stressed, I would recommend like eight to 10 months. Um, our designers can take anywhere from four to five months to get in. And it's nice to have a little buffer zone just in case you never know. Um, and also just to have time for alterations. So you're not paying rush fees. Are you doing um, alterations there? Don't mean to interrupt, but are you well, doing alterations there? We do not do alterations here. We work with uh, stitch. So they do a great job. Um, so I just recommend having more time. That being said, you can get a dress with less time. We've had several brides recently just buy their dress and their weddings in five months. Right. Um, but I wouldn't, if you have the time, I would recommend using it. Um, and then for wedding planning, I mean, that's so hard. Like if we're, if we're doing full planning, I would say at least like a year. However, again, this year, like we booked a full planning client in January, their weddings in April. Um, and then we booked someone for their wedding in September. So it's just kind of, I guess whenever you're ready, like we can make it happen as quick, as quickly as possible. Or if we have more time, we'll obviously use it. And then for flowers, I mean, as long as we have the date available, um, we usually like to have at least three weeks to order. Um, so it just kind of depends. We're, we're willing to work with brides if they have less time, as long as we have the availability of our team. And when it comes to the floral design, are you just totally like, do you just love when brides come to you and say, just do your thing. Here's, here's my idea, but then just run with it. Or, you know, how do you explain to the listeners a little bit about how different your floral design is versus somebody else's? Cause I think it does have a unique look, which is, it's a fabulous look by the way. I think it's always nice if they just kind of trust you to do what you do best and not want to like be really particular on every little detail. I think sometimes I don't want to say like you're setting yourself up for failure, but like if you have a little bit more flexibility in the final vision, then we're more able to create something that's organic and looks nice and um, looks really pretty. I think our style is a little more natural and like I said, are very organic. Um, we love using lots of greenery. I mean, we do love big blooms too. Um, and we are just a little bit more, quirky I would say like we we're not really known for like super tight bouquets although we do we have and we do do that right no, um, no. you're definitely a flow you're definitely have that boho chic but I think that that's what I think that what I think it's a very savannah thing in a new yeah. different trendy way because um, I don't think savannah is all those uptight things so I mean you know your yeah. work and your style definitely reflects that so when, when people are designing your designing, how often do you have to say to somebody, hey, I'm going to have to break your heart, that flower isn't really available right now? Or how do you go about guiding that part? I mean, we always do our best to get a flower if there's like a specific flower someone wants. Um, but sometimes it's just like we have four wholesalers we work with and nobody can get it. We'll just have to let them know. And I mean, from the get-go, we always will make sure that, you know, and it's even in our contract, like we cannot guarantee a certain flower um, just because you never know, like maybe the crops all died because of a bad storm. Like there's just so many things that can affect the flowers that are available. So we just don't really, we don't want to make that promise and then not be able to deliver. 
And are there any venues, this is kind of an odd question, but since I have somebody who I think is a very educated person in this way, are there any venues that you can think of that we in Savannah or even low country area that you can't do certain flowers in? Like, are there certain places that, you know, we can't, you can't do a certain flower on the table or they say, hey, no red flowers here. I know some of the churches, we can't do the live petals anymore, but is there anything you can think of? Um, there's a lot of churches where you can't do, like, you can't even put anything on the altar. Um, but other than that, I mean, most venues are pretty, like, open to things as long as you pick them up afterwards. Exactly. I can't can't really think of anything. And so when you pick up the florals, are you doing anything with them? Do you have a service or anything that you donate to? Or is there a project that the flowers go to at the end? Well, we recently um, are hoping to start partnering with Loop It Up Savannah. So it's a program for after school program for kids in the area um, who might not have opportunities to do activities. So we'll be donating the flowers as long as our clients are okay with it. Right. We'll be donating the flowers to them so that they can do like activity classes, like how to make flower crowns or arrangements or um, just be able to reuse them because it is sad to see like thousands of dollars of flowers go to waste. So um, we just thought that would be a nice way to give back to the community. Right. No. And, and I can tell you that there's been numbers of times that uh, at the end of an evening, some big bouquets have been left. And, you know, down here at the Golden Isles where I am, I happen to have a hospice that's close by. So depending on my schedule the next day, I will happily pick one of those up and just bring them home. And the clients are like, you know, you're right. I'm going back to my hotel. I'm not going to be having this. And I mean, you walk in and it just brightens up somebody's day just for five minutes, you know? And, and then, and so I think that it, that's just a great thing that, um, that we all do. So let's talk a little bit about, are you the only one doing designing other florals? Do you have a team that helps you with that from concept to delivery? Yeah, I have a whole team. So Um, Emily does a lot of our flower proposals, helps with ordering flowers and just making sure we have all the inventory that we need. Um, And then myself and Mackenzie, and then I have a few other girls that are super part-time and they'll all come in and help when we have like big weddings and we need to put together all the arrangements. Um, So it's definitely a team effort. It is not just one person. Are you finding for you guys that the uh, weddings are longer and bigger? Uh, versus I, I guess the ones coming over 2019 are you seeing that they're going hey we're going a little bit longer our budgets are a little bit bigger kind of compare 2019 to 2018 what are you seeing anything different there definitely the clients that are booking us for full service we are seeing much higher budgets um than in the past years um and a lot of them definitely like are wanting a very unique experience for their guests And so like things like decorations and um, bands, like having specific type bands that really fit like the vibe of them as a couple, we're really seeing a lot of that right now. And I think that we are too, we're seeing that it's more about the three day thing. Like they, it's not so much about them anymore. It's definitely, Hey, we're having our people come down here for a travel and we want it to be a welcome party on a Friday, then the celebration. And then we're having a big get together on Sunday. And I think that is definitely this generation that, you know, I know for a long time, millennials were about them, but the Z-lennials, as they call them, are all about we. So, you know, yeah. I, and I, I love that because as, as business owners, that gives us two more opportunities to really spend and do something with them. And, and as business owners, 
that helps our bottom line, keeps our employees employed. And again, I think, I think you can be a part of their day and really get to know the theme better and you can do that. Yeah. I, we definitely, we have a couple right now of really big weddings where like they're having a rehearsal dinner and then they're having welcome drinks and then, you know, the wedding and then they're having a brunch. So I definitely think there's a lot of that, especially with the destination weddings. Exactly. So let's segue a little bit to about business. What's the hardest part for our listeners? We have a lot of small business listeners to listen. What's the hardest part about being a small business owner? I think just juggling everything. (laughs) There's just like a lot of pieces that bring it all together. So like I said, there's finances, there's how to make sure that we're staying active on social media and um, we're not losing traction there. And then, you know, I'm really blessed right now. I have an awesome team, but it took a while to get there. Um, We went through multiple salespeople that didn't work and finding the right people um, that can help make it all run smoothly is, is tricky. Um, and just staying positive. I think that especially in sales, it's very cyclical. So there are going to be times where it's really slow and making sure that you're not, um, losing track of what the big mission is. So just making sure that you're just kind of trying to hang in there through all the ups and downs. Um, and just dealing with, like, I think as a small business, you're putting yourself out there to be reviewed and judged. So, um, you know, if you have bad feedback, sometimes that can be really crippling, but making sure that you're able to stay positive through everything and focus on, you know, what you're here to do. And and I think that you, you have a good voice. I think people understand your voice. I think you've set out not to be the cookie cutter. So, I mean, and so, I mean, you know, and and sometimes that's hard, you know, you want to stay in business, you want a great team, but then all of a sudden you do have a voice that's a little bit different than, you know, Aunt Mary's bridal shop, you know, 10 years ago, you know, not that Aunt Mary had a bad bridal shop. Let me just clear that up. I'm just saying, but I mean, I think that, and and it's true, getting a team to represent you because your name's on it. You're, you're out there. People know this is your company and people want to know, Hey, I, Nicole said this or this and this, or this is how Nicole acts. And one person makes it hard. I mean, so. So I get that. So is there anything that you can think back on and think what, if you would have known something three years ago or two years ago, or when you just started what that you would do different or some advice for somebody that just wants to start? I would probably say don't ever have a business partner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's very tough. It's a very tough um, thing to do. And um, it's just really hard. And I also think don't underestimate how much, uh, if you're, if you're opening like a retail shop, uh, don't underestimate how much inventory you really need. Uh, we had to borrow more money the first year to go buy more because we underestimated greatly, like how much we actually needed to get started. That's pretty cool. How about, how about apps? Maybe your social media. Is there any apps that you guys use on a daily basis to make running your business easier or better that you can't live without? I use Planoly for Instagram and it allows you to schedule all of your Instagram posts. Um, it was really nice. Like even when I was on my honeymoon, I had already pre-scheduled all of our posts. So oftentimes like a post that I put up like has been scheduled to go up for a few weeks or not a week. And I'm not that far ahead. Maybe like a, a few days. <laughs> Well, that's good because, you know, as you mentioned, you recently just married. So how are you finding that work-life balance now? Has that, I mean, obviously he's been around for a little while. He's, you know, so he knows you have a business, but 
you know, somebody who does work on the weekends, how are you guys finding that you're newly married or just your work-life balance for being a small business owner that obviously is involved the weekends? How do you, what do you do to balance that? I think the nicest thing is that um, my husband has always been very like willing to kind of work around my schedule. So oftentimes like he knows I work every Saturday, so he works Saturdays too. Um, like he'll go into his job on Saturdays and then, um, he's really nice in that. So he's a drummer by night and then an engineer by day. So when he, when we know, like, I'm not going to have a wedding, he'll try to be conscious of that and maybe not take as many gigs so we can spend the evenings together. Whereas on days where I have really big weddings, he's like, let me take all the gigs so I can make all the extra money. Um, but I think we we try to work really well together as a team, but we're still figuring it out. No, and, I th and you always yeah. will. So, <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably the advice that everybody would tell you that it's always going to be a, a struggle to figure out. So pricing is always kind of a, a hard thing to talk about, but pricing for dresses, have you seen them increase, decrease? Is there a way that you can work with a budget bride? Um, what is the ranges of your dresses that are there? So our dresses start around 1000 and go up to like 3500 and then if you add a skirt or some of the accessories, you may be looking at closer to around $5,000. Um, if you do have a budget, we'll often work with brides on um, selling them the dress off the floor, uh, which would then just be like gently, gently used and just being tried on around the shop. Um, and I definitely always recommend if you do have a really tight budget to follow bridal shops for when they are having sample sales, because that's a great time to get a designer dress um, at a discount. Is there a, is there a, a designers that you think fit better for everybody's personality? You don't have to name names, but I mean, you definitely think that there's designers that fit certain types. And when brides come in and they say, I know I want to have this designer and they put that dress on, you know, where's she at? And they put that dress on and all of a sudden they're like, yep, I'm not going to walk out with this one. There's something else that works better. I think that once they're trying on dresses, it becomes very apparent pretty quickly, like that they're leaning towards a certain designer. But for the most part, I feel like a lot of our dresses are, I don't know, like you can kind of, there's something for everybody, I guess. Well, you know, cause you know, it's like, you know, people do that. They come in for a, a red car and they leave with a, you know, a green car. But I mean, some brides look at your Instagram and fall in love with some of your dresses and then get in there and your salespeople help find something a little bit better and they fall in love with something else. So I was just curious yeah. how often that happened. I mean, I would say that does happen pretty frequently though. Like we just had a bride last week who came in and she knew she wanted this blush by Haley page dress and she did like it. But then when we put her in a Maggie Sotero, she loved it. So there's always, there's always going to be that. And I mean, we do have a lot of dresses, so you're not going to see all of our dresses just on Instagram. So you might see one and think that's the one, but then you try it on and it's just not quite doing it for you. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the rest of the wedding day team. Is it frustrating to you? I always get to ask this to the guest as a photographer, how frustrating is it to you that photographers don't send you samples of the wedding day that you're, are you begging for, Hey, bring me live photos. Oh, like on the wedding day. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think so. I mean, some like, like if they take a few pictures and then they share them at the wedding. Right. Uh, I don't feel like that many photographers do that. 
So, are you, I mean, are photographers sending you afterwards? Are you getting a good choice of? I, I always hear from vendors, why don't photographers send photos after the wedding? And I'm, and I personally don't know because I would want you to have the photos that I took because it yeah. works for both of us. You get to put it on social media and tag me. I tag you. So I don't know why. So I was just one of the things that every time I do these interviews are like, please tell photographers to send us photos. So I was just curious if, if that's following for you too. I can only think of one photographer and I'm not going to name names, no. but they will never send us pictures ever. So I don't know. But other than them, like we, I don't, we haven't had an issue with that. That's cool. We always ask though. Right. Well, right. Because you have, again, your Instagram is, is so wonderful and so cool. So anything else? What, what is there some other things that you would like to tell just about being in the Savannah wedding industry? Do you service other areas, by the way, aside just from Savannah, where else do you go? Yeah. Um, we've done a few weddings in St. Simons. Um, a long time ago, I did a wedding on Sapelo Island. Um, that was before I owned the business. Um, and that was a really cool place. We've done lots of weddings in Bluffton and some in Hilton Head and Beaufort. Um, that's kind of as far as we've gone. That's not to say we wouldn't go further, but it does. I mean, we have quoted it for people before, but once all the travel fees are added right. in, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. That's a little pricey. So, um, but I mean, we've definitely done a lot up and down the coast right. around and do you find that you like, you know, the squares versus, is there anything special about the squares versus the beach? Is there a place that you like to land or you just really just, you fall in love with a couple and whatever they want, you fall in love with that whole day then? Yeah, I mean, it just, it depends on like the vision. Like it's really fun when we have a couple that does want to do something a little different and that is like more meaningful to them and adding in those elements about their personalities or things that they love into their wedding. So, I mean, I don't think location matters as long as there's like a way that they can just show their, their story. So I'm going to bring up a little something here. I understand that you are doing dancing with the stars, coastal Georgia. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about that and how they can uh, help you out if you, you know, to help you uh, reach some of your goals and your, and your mission there. Yeah. So the event is on June 8th at the Trade Center, I believe. I should know this off the top of my head. Um, it is will be six hours long. Um, so from what I understand, there's a cocktail hour. Oh, yeah, it is Savannah Trade Center. Um, there's a cocktail hour and then followed by dinner and then the dancing. So basically every dancer is challenged to raise $20,000. So I have... A lot of uh, money to still raise. Looks like I've raised 40 as of now, which is awesome. Um, we're doing a lot of special events around town. So we're selling Mother's Day flowers, which all proceeds will go to the cause. Um, and the whole event is to support Alzheimer's Association. So everything goes towards that, which is amazing. And it's really close to my heart. My dad was recently diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. So when I found out about the opportunity and the cause that it was for, it was, I was like, I have to do this. This would be so fun. So um, hopefully I can learn how to dance really good. <laughs> do, you, do you already have your partner signed or do you know who that I is? I don't. I don't. I've been stalking my email every day to find out if they have given me my partner yet. But I have been doing um, like workout videos that are dance related. So Hopefully that helps. So like, you don't even know, do you know what style dance you're doing? Like, is it a foxtrot? Are you doing a couple different things? You don't even know? I have no idea. One of the wow. ladies 
said, do you want to do hip hop? And I said, I don't think I'm cool enough to do that. I'm not ready. So we'll see. Well, no, we're definitely going to put that in the show notes and link everybody back to that. And we'll definitely give you some shout outs for that. So before you wrap up, is there, is there anything else that you would like to just let all of Savannah know and, and, you know, all the wonderful couples that are listening and the engagement, what's a process that you think would be helpful to you and helpful to brides that makes their experience when they come and look for dresses or planning or florals, when they come and shop with you, what's just something that they can do to, to make their experience a little bit easier and less stressful? I think, well, there's like three parts to that. So if you're a bride shopping for your dress, um, only bring the people who like you have to have with you. It can be a really emotional experience and there's nothing more heartbreaking for us when a bride loves a dress and everybody else is pointing to another dress and we've had it happen multiple times. Well, they'll, they'll say yes to a dress and then they'll call us next day and it's the other dress, but they didn't want to say it in front of the people they brought with them. Um, so just bring the most important people with you. Um, everybody's going to love what you look like on your wedding day. So I think just keep that in mind. And then for wedding planning, I mean, I just think trying to focus on what you guys love as a couple and, you don't have to do what's on Pinterest or Instagram or wherever. Just try to find inspiration for how you want your day to look based on the things you guys love. Um, I think that really enhances the guest experience when it feels like you guys as a couple. Um, and then for flowers, I guess that kind of goes with wedding planning. Just be open to new ideas and um, just try to be open to, I don't know, just something that's like a little more exciting. Right. I don't think everybody has to look like everybody's nine squares. I mean, you know, yeah. you know come yeah. up with something different. All right. Before we leave then three things that are just, where do you see yourself in three years or three things that you would like to accomplish in the next three years? Uh, my husband and I are trying to buy land so that we can buy an Airstream. Um, so hopefully we can get that done in three years. Um, I really want to travel to Africa. That's like huge on our list. I think just, still be in business in the same shop. Um, I really love what I do and I love my team. So if, you know, if we're still in business in three years and still doing well, then that's awesome. Well, and that's fantastic. And again, I have no doubt that you're going to be in business for the next three years. And I have no doubt you'll accomplish other goals. Remind our listeners, everybody, where they can find you on all the social media outlets and every, anything else that you want to know before we head off here. Okay, so we are super easy. It's at Ivory and Bo, B as in boy, E-A-U, um, and that's on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, I think. We don't really use Twitter. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Um, I think that's it. And why, why, before we go, why the name? How did you come up with that name? Oh, I always knew I wanted an ampersand. So we drew names out of a hat until we found two that fit together and made sense. There you go. That is it, <laughs> listeners. That's the best business tip at all. Talk about thinking outside the box and being open to new things. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you here. Everybody in Savannah, all our engaged couples that are listening, make sure that you do stop by and take her off on one of her services, if not all three. I can attest to the fact that I... I don't often get to work with her, but she's always on my list, and I would love to, to work more with you all. So thanks for joining us today. Have a fabulous weekend, and thanks so much, listeners, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. 
We hope these conversations will take you into your wedding weekend with a little more confidence, proud of what you do, and how you serve your clients. Maybe you even picked up a business tip or two. Till next time, be fabulous.